I'm Yasi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Mr. Kwanga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I am all right, thanks, Musa. How are you? Very well indeed. Loving being back in London. Oh, you, oh yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here for here for the week, out and about town, having great. I thought times. you were going to say I'm living big and instead. Then, and I was like, can we not? No, not, no, not already. Not, not, not this. Not this soon in the book. <laughs> no, no, no. Life is good. I was. Uh, I had the privilege of. I was at the Royal Albert Hall the other night, seeing. Jules Buckley um, conducting John Hopkins and the BBC Incredible. Symphony Orchestra. It was unbelievable. I, I saw you stood up. I saw something on Instagram. You stood up clapping. Yeah, yeah. Someone posted it. Just like, oh, this guy, he's a Jules Buckley and John Hopkins stan, which is correct. Hey, you were also on Wright's House on Tuesday with Carl and Ian. Wow, which I enjoyed very much. That it was, was a great episode. Yeah, great times, yeah. Uh, Wright's House is back. Go and subscribe if you haven't. Go search for it wherever you get your podcasts. If you're having an issue with it on Apple Podcasts, just try unsubscribing and resubscribing. Or if that fails, delete the app and reinstall the app. Sorry for the hassle. Some some bug on the Apple side. No, but how are you? Yeah. What are you up to? What are you up to? What's going on? I'm all right, man. I enjoyed um, a little bit of football over the last couple of days. Mm. The little, very little Carabao Cup that was shown on German TV. Mm. But yeah, man. Oh, all right. Yeah. Apart from that, yeah. yeah. Another thing on Wright's House, you're going to be on Friday yes. as well. Yes, yes. With Gabriel Clark and another special guest. I'm not sure if we're allowed to announce that other special guest. So I know, probably can't. Definitely not. I know. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a great episode. Very excited. Um, about that. Very excited. Is there anything else? Oh, thanks. Thanks to everyone who got in touch about uh, the first episode back. By the way, it was very yeah. lovely. Yeah, Music yeah. got very emotional. I was very emotional. Yeah. He was like, oh. had an emotional week. They, they missed. Still they, they missed. They us. still care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks everyone. It's very kind. And um, yeah, to those of you who were hitting us up about not mentioning Messi, that is because they did a big bit on Wright's house about Messi. Yes. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Messi today. Yeah. So um, so yeah, just just a heads up. Uh, any other admin? I think that's all the admin. That's it. That's all the admin. Do you want to do any? Do you want to do any roundup from this week? I mean, we're we're recording this ahead of the Champions League draw. You're also going to talk about the Champions League draw on Wright's house because it's six p.m. Berlin time. I think we're good without roundup actually. There's no major cut through, I would no. say. No, not really, not really. No. Full and beating Spurs on penalties. Some can we just say- have, can I shout out Spurs' kits this season? Spurs are in a shout for 
maybe the only thing that's disappointed about Spurs' kit selection this season is they've gone white shorts on the home sh- on the home kit. I don't think they needed to. Didn't like that. Actually, I'm glad you've said this because I'm slightly anxious for Bayern having a white home <laughs> shirt. I'm not sure how I. <laughs> Bayern's third shirt with the um, with the old school logo on it is very very good. This is right, but then you're messing with the you're messing with the time space continuum. Strange things might happen mm. when you start doing that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Spurs in a shout for three, the best kit package this season. Although, generous. Chelsea are also in for a shout as well. In wow. the Premier League, sorry, just Sorry, Arsenal fans with positive vibes about Spurs. Well, I'm just preempting all of the like, oh, you hate Spurs, you hate Chelsea this season. I'm like, <laughs> I picked up your kits. Go back to episode one and two, man. I said <laughs> Chelsea won the outgoing window. Can I say the new yeah, Arsenal nice kit kits. is a beauty. The new home kit is an absolute... Uh, to be honest, all of Arsenal's kits, considering what they were... This is this goes back to your thing about how you should never judge a kit until you see it on a professional athlete. That's right, yeah. I remember you talking about this in... It was Manchester United's black and white kit yes. from lockdown, right? Right. First lockdown. I remember you talking about this because everyone was losing their mind about it a little bit. And I, I was like, oh, I think I like this kit. And you said you should never judge it until you see it on the athlete. And actually, I think Arsenal's three kits this season, although we haven't seen the beautiful green and blue mm. third kit in action yet. But the uh, the very controversial away kit, the <laughs> luminous yellowy green one, right. looked. I thought that looked great against Palace. Well, because, I mean, no offence to any of us listening to this podcast, but we, we don't move like professional athletes. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm definitely not built like one as well. Yeah, so, like, I, for I'm example, not, the, yeah, moving, the, the yeah. last thing I need to do is to be drawing attention to my physique oh, no, with no. a bright yellow shirt. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> well, I did. So, uh, but yeah. So, I think it's better, better on, better on the, on the professionals. Good. Actually, we haven't done much kit chat, and I know we're rambling a little bit, but Roma's home kit this season. Because speaking of Roma, we we're going to talk, talk about, about Roma. Some Roma stuff. Roma's home shirt this season. Adidas have absolutely. Smashed it. They're in the, the, they're they, in they usually do this do when, when Adidas land a contract, <laughs> yeah. right? Of like a, 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 you know, quite a cult club or a bit or a big club. They always come in just with the heat. They show out. Away. They show out. Yeah. yeah. Actually, can I say this as well? Like Roma, we talk about them at some point, maybe during the season. But they are. They're in their grudge bag. The squad he is assembling. <laughs> Save it because yeah. today we're going to talk a little bit about some transfers. We're going to talk about Romelu Lukaku. We're going to talk about Ansu Fati, who looks like he's going to Brighton. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about Messi's impact on MLS, actually, because it's already starting to shift the conversation in terms of even like structure in MLS. Mm. So we'll do that. And I think that'll probably do us today. We'll keep it quite brief. Yeah, sounds um, good. But let's, let's take a quick break and we'll get into it after this. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. All right, I'm Romelu. Wow. A signing so important, the club president flew him there, literally. <laughs> <laughs> he piloted the plane that took him. Um, James Horncastle. I just want to shout out James because you know when anything goes down with Roma, the first point of call is James Horncastle. Absolutely. He had a line in his athletic piece which is like, Roma spelt backwards is Amor. There he is. There he is. There he is. That is peak James Horcastle. <laughs> Just you think he's peaked. Just, he's the best. He's um, the best. Is this one of the, or actually I think it's this, this is the latest of a summer of signings where, and I know we probably say this every year, but it feels like this season mm. there have been more last chance saloon last signings. Last chance saloon, for sure. For sure. Romelu Lukaku 
didn't want to go back to Inter. We've right. seen all this in the summer. Then he was going to go to Juve. Didn't happen. They couldn't shift um, Blajevic, which is interesting. They were interested in that. And then he rejected the Saudi Pro League to go to Roma. It's probably the best landing spot for him right. in terms of vibe. Yeah. Other yeah. than Inter, if you've gone back to Inter, I think that once that relationship with Inter was torched, it was like, mm. where else is it going to go? And it's the latest addition to a squad that Jose Mourinho and uh, the higher-ups at Roma have assembled. Who all feel like they have a massive point to prove. Dude, there's a grudge. When I saw Paredes and Renato Sanchez arriving at Roma from Paris Saint-Germain, I was like, Jose's building something. And look, the thing about Romelu needing this, so he has had a fascinating career. For a top-level striker, he has had more peaks and troughs than any other player in his position I can remember in recent times. This is a player who, after the Euros, was absolutely in that conversation, top five nines. He'd eradicated so many of the doubts, almost all of them. That, that point, first season at Inter. Was- first season at Inter and then into the Euros and he was just supreme. And then he had that disastrous outing for Belgium in the World Cup against Croatia and you thought it couldn't get worse. Then he has the Champions League final and he has, you know, Pep calling him out for hitting the ball straight to the keep, which wasn't necessary, but Pep did it. And then, but the whole conversation on socials in terms of a player whose stock was deservedly high and then fell so far, he's really been through it. And to the point where actually I was just concerned as a human, just like, you know, can he pull this back? Can he get his form back? Not going to Saudi and taking what would have been a vast paycheck. I mean, the offers on the table were obviously vast. I respect him for feeling he has a point to prove and understanding that and wanting to come back and prove it. And I don't think there's a better place for that than Roma. I really don't. With, with Romelu playing under Jose, with Tammy Abraham, option of playing two up front or just the one, with some really very good players in and around that squad and just with the Roma fan base who are patient. I mean, they're already... They're already um Murals of him up, apparently. In wow. James's piece, he mentioned it. Wow. You know, it is the perfect kind of place for him. Really. It is, isn't it? It is. It really is, because there were you were looking around at Romelu Lukaku, and we... I feel like we have been... supportive of him mm. throughout our time at Stadio. Yeah, yeah. Because we've always seen the potential there. Yeah. Um, for example, that that title winning year with, with Inter, mm. him and Lataro, it was like, this is the place. This is finally the place that he's landed when he went, when he went to Inter the first time. And he, he, there just seemed to be so much noise around Lukaku throughout his entire career with the loans and then will he get the chance, chance at Chelsea and then going to Everton on permanently and then going to Manchester United, which is a massive move. He just never seemed to go full into Stella. No. Which... Well, he did it Inter. Ironically enough. Yeah, I think, but I think, but the, it burnt really brightly, quite briefly, in the. I mean, because think this is the thing. Talking about Walcott's Law the other day, Romelu Lukaku is thirty years old, and that career all of a sudden seems to have like whizzed by. It has this move, even though it's a loan move, because Roma financially are really up against it. They had to, they had this like financial deadline to meet for fair financial fair play, which overlap, um, just kind of run on from the Monchi days. So, obviously, signing another player from Chelsea financially is going to be tricky. Yeah. But they managed to do it. And I feel like this is such a, this is now the most important year in Romelu Lukaku's career, I think. Do you know what? So, you know, those like those MCs you look at and they're dropping all these incredible mixtapes and everyone's just waiting for the full length album. And some might argue mm-hmm. actually the Serie A title was the full length. So, maybe this is an unfair analogy. But like, you look at like Romelu and you look at those elite musicians who everyone's like, you see all the talent, but they need to put together the extended campaign. He definitely did that in Serie A with that title, but he needs to drop the definitive classic album. And I feel like if he'd stayed at Inter, instead of going to Chelsea, and I can see why he did it, you know, Inter needed the money and he had a point to be I get all that. But there's a part of me that wishes he'd done the Rafael Leal thing and just run it back. You look at Rafael Leal now and that looks like such a smart move, even smarter now when you see their recruitment at Milan, like he looks even better placed because now, you see if he'd stayed at Inter, 
rather like Raphael stayed at Milan, they might have built even more of a team around him. The thing about that Inter team was it played so perfect his strengths. He had a manager who understood him. He had a front line that understood him. He was adored in that city, absolutely adored. And now he's at a point where Zanetti's calling him out, saying that he's not a man of honour. I mean, that is a fall from grace. Like you can't imagine when Zanetti's coming for you and that man doesn't come for really anybody. It's not a good look. So... I think he I think he really hurt a lot of that. I, th- I think he did. And yeah. I would say this, it's like, there's a lesson in football, right? Love doesn't come anywhere. Like, you need to sometimes stay where you're loved. This is why I was so happy to see Quaritz Scalia and Ossiman staying at, at Napoli. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying, because actually these people aren't chasing paychecks. Like, Romelu could have earned more money other places, right? It's not about paychecks. It's about fit. And I think... <sighs> The game moves quicker than ever. Tactics, you know, changing like all the time. Uh, types of football are going in and out of fashion. Like, you know, nines were in fashion and they were out of fashion. False nines were all the rage and they weren't. Fullbacks used to overlap and they don't overlap. But, you know, all these things. So actually, if you, get, if you get a fixed point where it's working, give it a second season. Take a deep breath and go again. You know, and this is, if there's a moral of the story with, with Ronald Lukaku, if you look how patiently he built his career in the early stages, you look, the man was patient, Ryan, on loan West Brom, goes to Everton, doesn't go for like the big move. It's just building his craft, biding his time. So to see the second half of his career not match the patience of the first yeah, is disappointing, isn't it? It is. Because if you, there was, what's that quote that um, when it came out that he requested to, the, the Inter sell him to Chelsea? Right. And he was, was it like, um, they got me out of the shit. I was in a deep hole at Manchester United. I didn't want to ruin the atmosphere because I was no longer with my head in Milan. So I asked him, please find an agreement to, uh, to, to Inzaghi. Mm. Which then when he was at Chelsea, didn't he do that interview like not long after where he was like, oh. I never got to say goodbye to Inter and like my, you know, my heart's always in Inter and all this kind of stuff. And you're like... And then he goes back to Inter when it's not working out at Chelsea. And Dzeko's there. So Dzeko's taken his place and is performing at a high level. Well, yeah. I mean, last season, obviously, there was that injury in the first half of the season mm. as well. I think that we said, I think on Stadio numerous times, and we always do this, to be fair. So, we, yeah. you know, when a player like Romelu Lukaku takes off mm. at someone like Inter, we were like, don't move. Right. Yeah. Don't move. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to come back to the Premier League, actually. No. It's better that you stay away because your stock is rising. You seem to be in a much better place, like football wise. You seem to be really having a bond with the, with the fan base there. They love you. The club loves you. You want a Scudetto. Why would you come back to the noise of the Premier League at that time? It's something you mentioned about Jude Bellingham. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a few people have mentioned on Twitter where they're saying, could Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham could, could basically play his entire career without playing in the Premier League. Yeah. And actually for Jude, it's a great look for him. It's a great look because he's obviously proving that he, you guys spoke about it on, on, uh, on Wright's house. I th- <laughs> he's too young to be James Bond, by the way, but I appreciate the shout out. <laughs> well, if you're doing origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like we were nervous for him going to Real Madrid. Mm. We knew he could hack it, but we were very nervous about him going into that environment at such a young age. And the early signs are that he's absolutely fine. Dude, listen, right? Shre- shrewd Bellingham. Let's Shrewd, Shrewd Bellingham. Bellingham. <laughs> but he could but like I know that we we talked about the the Real Madrid midfield the other day about how they could in theory, you know, with the personnel they have, like dominate that midfield area for a decade in Europe. Do you know what it my, is though my, with him? He wants a ballon d'or, that's why. He Jude? wants yes, he wants a ballon d'or yeah. and the path to it is clearer. Outside the Premier League. It yeah. is, it is. It is, isn't What's it? What's that scene in Dune, the end of Dune? No, 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 my my path leads into the, my road leads into the desert. I can see it. That is him. Like his road is, he wants the Ballon d'Or. What's the closest route to that? It's Real Madrid. Because if you go to that midfield and hold your own and dominate and create something great and win another Champions League with them, that's the path. You go somewhere like Liverpool where they're doing a rebuild, all respect to them. They're doing a rebuild. There's that transition for them. They're rebuilding in the league and in Europe, right? It's a lot like, that's like three, four years of your prime where you're dragging them back up. And there was a lot of comparison between Gerrard and Bellingham. And I thought, well, that's the problem. Look what Gerrard did at Liverpool. He spent Mm. a lot of his time resurrecting that squad, bringing the life into the... Bellingham's like, I'm already flying. I need to go somewhere where now they'll build a team around me. And they've basically reconfigured that midfield around that man. Yeah. And that's the perfect platform. He's going to be a Ballon d'Or candidate for the next... Soon. Well, dude, yeah. 
well in six months by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's not, it's not an exaggeration either. Yeah, it's like, not. It's really maybe, not. I don't think he'll win it, but if you actually look at how wide open the Ballon d'Or race is for the first time in however long? Yeah. He's, I, mean, he's, he's, I think, but would, will Messi win it again because he won the World Cup? Oh, he has to. Messi has. I mean, goodness. It's brave for anyone else to submit a candidacy. <laughs> Put it that way. The will, World he, Cup, will, yeah. Messi, will Messi win, the, win it because of the World Cup? Yes. Like, okay. that, 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 that World Cup campaign, I was re-watching it recently. Because it, it feels so long ago already. It's it underrated, actually. It's weird. Oh, yeah, 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 it's strange. Yeah. It's strange, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, Bellingham, amazing. Back to Romelu. Yes, back to Romelu. Just in terms of a player who... I worry about the advice. You know, obviously, player makes the ultimate shout, and we know this. We know what players' camps are like. They've got their entourages and the rest of it. But you need your conciliary. You need your Tom Hagen and the Godfather. You need someone to like lean in and go. Actually, Romelu, this is not the one. And you look, you look at people whose camps work well for them. And we mentioned Osimhen before. You look at a career that's been perfectly crafted so far. Every step he's made. And we'll talk actually about some of the other moves that've been made that really had to happen this summer. And you're thinking to yourself, someone in this player's camp gave him a great piece of advice. Someone said, actually, try that out and run with it. And it, there's nothing better for me, I would say, in football than when someone goes to a club and you're like, I'm just so happy they've landed there. Like someone like a Chavi Simons going to RB Leipzig, for example, in that setup, slightly off the beaten track, but just somewhere where yeah. you're going to get regular games, good coaching, or like, even like a Brendan Harrison going to Union, where Union want to build that creative side. You know how Union basically build they started off with a set-piece team and counter-attack and they built a bit more out Then they added more fantasy and now they need a bit more flair and they've got the pressing and they're just adding elements. You know, I love it when players go to clubs where the club is already with some momentum. Mm. There's not undue pressure when you come in the door, but it's also like you're adding something to the conversation. It's just nice that. going places where they're pleased to see you. This is because, because of the toxicity around Brit, of the, just the transfer market in general and like how grim Twitter is when someone announces yeah. something or if there's a fucking here we, here we go and like you just go you just dive into the replies of anything I mean I know this is like no no but it's, everyone, it's everyone's, everyone, everyone's listening being like I mean why are you diving into the replies if you go on an Ornstein tweet or a yeah. Romano tweet and you go into the replies and you just see full blown uproar yeah. either positive or negative yeah 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 so actually, when you see people go somewhere, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, delight everyone coming out like and welcoming you in or something, but just people that are pleased where the whole fact that the, the whole response, yes, pretty much the entire fan base is just pleased that you're there. I know it's not a man, I know it's not a footballer, but the general principle, when Unai Emery went to Aston Villa, I don't yeah. think I've seen a fan base as happy immediately because when Ange went to Spurs it was different there was a slightly different energy now the people are delighted but I think when he first arrived it's a slightly unknown and then they saw the football and everyone was delighted but I think this thing specifically with Unai Emery when he arrived at Villa that was the most perfect fit of the fan base going he's exactly what we need Unai going I know exactly what I can bring here I can recruit I can bring I can build stuff up I can work with youth I can craft something exciting when I see that in a football club that makes me I'm getting emotional. It makes me just really excited, actually, because that's your bread and butter. Most clubs won't win a trophy ever or for several years. Yeah. So what you're looking for every week, you're looking for commitment. You're looking for a sense of freedom and fantasy. You're looking for some grit, all of those things. And you're looking for community. And I think you look at the moves we've described so far, and particularly Romelu Lukaku to Roma, the Roma community what do they ask for? They ask for devotion to the shirt, hopefully a sense of fantasy, which hasn't always been present under Mourinho, but it's been there in patches. Some of the team goals have been fantastic. But basically with if Roma, if you turn up basically every week and you absolutely go for it and you show that you get it, that's good for them. And that's quite special, actually. That's, in terms of clubs, I mean, that's, what, that's almost a dying breed, to be honest, especially at an elite level like Roma are. It's almost a dying breed. I, I think he's going to have a really good time at Roma. Mm. I hope he hits some form. Yes, yes. And um, who knows, man? Yeah. I mean, it's going to take... It's, I don't think there's any obligation to buy at the end of it. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, say, for example, if he has an amazing year mm. and then Chelsea are willing to sell. Yes. Because they're not going to recoup anywhere near the outlay that they paid for him. No, no, no. Um, so... Yeah, we'll see. I'm really looking forward to his debut. I mean, I wonder if he'll make his debut this weekend because Roma have uh, Milan on Friday. Wow, spicy. 
at home. <laughs> so, I mean, if there's a if there's ever a, a team to kind of, I mean, the only thing that would have made it even more kind of like, oh, holy shit, is if it was Inter at home. Or Inter away. Can you imagine playing Inter away for your Roma debut? Jesus. Hook that to my veins. Actually, come, while, we're on, while we're on Milan, just a quick nod to another signing that really had to happen, the Pulisic one. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. we have a quick shout for that? Just because you talk about signings where you're absolutely delighted that someone ended up somewhere. Milan needed that, yeah, that's a playmaking thrust. Um, and also Loftus-Cheek as well. I mean, what a great oh move for God. him. I mean, those, those two together, both from Chelsea, obviously, for different reasons. Ruben, sorry, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek going to Milan and taking the number eight shirt is like crafted straight from the brain of Okwongo. Oh my God. <laughs> Look that to there my have been, There have been so many signings this summer. Shout yeah. out to Anifiok Epbudum, yeah. who uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it in a little bit, but he tweeted the... Uh, the Ansu Fati to Brighton thing is like the latest Stadio It feels like this is transfer. been a bumper transfer summer hey, for listen, us. Hey, uh, listen, you've seen all the Stadio transfers that have happened this summer. Just saying, why do you think we're off so long? <laughs> doing business. Just had to make, we just had to make, we were just doing all the deals. <laughs> oh, I, I love, I love Pulisic and Loftus Cheek to Milan because not only attacking variety, but just players who Really, you talk about team having a you know, point to prove. Pulisic there has scored twice already. He's been brilliant. Loftus-Cheek has looked just part of it. Reign does two in midfield behind them. It's just, it's fun. It's a really fun Teo team. Teo Hernandez's heat map just seems to be a bright red rectangle. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> All of it. Um, also, the thing I like about Milan is they're, they're making signings that seem to just constantly extend Olivier Giroud's career. Yes. He just yes. looks, he looks, he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Time and of his life. Man, he is going to. Was it the actor Stellan Skarsgård? Skarsgård <laughs> who like is having the best late career run of any act, like Andor, the man's been falling out, like all those in Dune as well. He's, he's like that. He's Stellan Skarsgård. He's like having this incredible late career run. Giroud is in, is in teams that are moving at his, his energy. Right, so obviously he's like he's the fixed point in the middle of all that swirl, but he he's the orchestrator in a really great way. So yeah, I'm just mm. really I'm excited for Milan this year. I've got to say, yeah, me too. Can we also just uh, well we we were kind of mentioning Inter a little bit. Mm. Benjamin Pavard surprised uh, surprised everyone. We're playing as a centre back. I go into I Inter. like I like that actually for him and for Inter. Yeah, he went for about thirty million euro almost. You know, it's interesting. So you've got height and you've got quality on the ball from central areas. He's you know the overlapping days, you know, the role that, the way that uh, interplay with those flying fullbacks, uh, wingbacks really, that's not going to be for him. But as a centre-back in a three, alongside like a Bastoni, I like that a lot actually. Yeah, me too. Shrewd. Yeah, yeah. And before we get onto some of the other stuff, can we shout out a couple of other transfers that have happened that we wanted to, uh, we wanted to shout? Just a quick, your thoughts as a neutral, mm. following Balagoon to Monaco, uh, the price was £34 million and a 17 point, I think it's a 17.5% sell-on clause, a 40 million euro fee. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that's smart for Balogun. Stays in France, earns more money, knows the league, loves the league, obviously loves the country, right? That's a big cultural shift if you go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. He's got what he wants. He's playing for the US. Like he's just in his bag. He's just there. I Worst think places to live. That, that's the thing. Nice. It's a move where you look at and think, that makes so much sense for the players' arc, really. And again, because it would have been the noise of the Premier League, they brought him to like, brought him to the Premier League. Your aura falls away at a time, doesn't need to be falling away. Another year, a couple of years in France, not a bad move at all, I think. I mean, Monaco, top of the table. Yeah, there you go. I think that's a smart move. Having an extra piece to configure that attack yeah. is really good Important for them, especially up. because yeah. they lost Braylon Bolo. Big loss. With a, he did his cruciate ligament, so he's going to be out until, I mean, I... I I would be surprised if you saw him much this season. Mm. I think it's a good move for Balogun. I think, like you say, playing in a league he knows. The one thing that is interesting is that he was so hyped. I remember Carl, didn't Carl do a thing where he was statistic, like breaking down strikers in Europe under... And it was closest in profile to Harry Kane or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And from an Arsenal point of view, I don't want to make it too Arsenal-centric because we've got plenty of time to talk about Arsenal this, this season, maybe even Monday because it's a Stadio derby this weekend. Mm. Um, but... Mikel Arteta has been hyping Eddie Nketiah mm. so much this, this preseason and he's featured pretty heavily already. That's interesting to me. Very like he must, because Balogun looked like he could have come in and maybe 
even there were some some people talking about him starting this season mm. initially. So interesting to see how that transfer ages. Let's say. Do you know what I would say about this? The Balogun staying. <sighs> Balogun staying in France. I look at it and think, what are his objectives? He's playing for the national team he wants to. He scored the goals he wants to. The financial package at Monaco would have been substantial. You're going to Arsenal, you, you have a team where they're like, okay, with the right striker, we'll get over the hump. And it's a huge, it's a huge challenge, right? But the expectation is of a certain level. I'm not saying that he ducked that. I'm saying that I've already got what I want and what I need in my career. It's progressing as I want it to. Mm. I basically want a run of games. So he's basically going to get a run of games leading into the next World Cup. So by the time the next World Cup arrives, he's going to be absolutely at his peak. Mm. That is what his career trajectory is on. Whereas you go to Arsenal and are you going to get that run of games every single week? You're up against Enketia, Jesus. You've got a forward line that's fluid. I just don't know if he gets the same arc at mm. Arsenal. I think it's almost like if he... If I think because even though Eddie Nketiah hasn't locked down a first team role apart from that time when Jesus was injured last season, mm. um, he's been around the club. This he's is the been, thing. Yes. And I think because Balagoon was always out on loan, mm. I think it's difficult to come back in at 22 and all of a sudden just find a role. That's it. So it, look, it's not like uh, Elling Holland came to City and he knew he was going to start as the nine. Yeah. You know you're going to get 30 starts a season in the league or whatever, 25, whatever these days, they rotate so much, then that's great. But you look at Arsenal and thinking, actually, I'm not sure I'm going to get that. I might end up in a Lacazette situation mm-hmm. where I'm in and out, in and out. And I'm like, I end up as an eight or doing this. And I, just, I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so often with, with players, you come into a configuration where they don't have a plan for you as a primary attacker or you look at United, but there's not a plan for you at all in the case of Jadon Sancho. And then you're really in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Good move for Balogun. Yeah, I like that for him. Shrewd. And we've got a break in Stadio transfer. Mm, what's that? Uh, West Ham are exploring a deal to sign Juventus midfielder Philip Kostic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, love it. Love wow. it, love it, love it, love it. Wow, um, yes. Do you know what, West Ham... West Ham. We'll save it because the transfer deadline's Friday, right? So maybe we'll touch on some more transfer stuff next week because it is the men's international break. If Kostic arrives, right, and they've got James Ward-Prowse and Kudus. they've got Kudus. Can I just say, can I just say? West Ham are... To quote DiCaprio and Django, and Django Unchained, West Ham, first you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. Hey, do you know what else has got our attention? What's that? Another stadio transfer. Jesper Lindstrom. Yes. From Eintracht Frankfurt to Napoli on loan. 5 million uh, euro loan fee with 20 million euro obligation to buy next summer, which seems very fucking cheap to me. I love that for them because you look at Napoli, my concern was they lost their sporting director. Um, obviously they lost Spalletti. Rudy Garcia came in and I was concerned about some of the recruitment, the drop-off. But all I've seen from them is, is really impressive, actually. Really impressive. And that as a move, Lindstrom, for those who had a chance to watch him at Eintracht, went on that great run. It was a starter for them in the Europa League final as uh, they defeated Rangers. Just a beautiful footballer, actually. And, and more importantly than that, fits within the Napoli style. Really fits within it. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians 
who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's talk about Ansu Fati. Yes, yes. Loan to Brighton. Mm. To go with some other smart signings that Brighton have made this summer, Ansu Fati, the latest one. I love it. It's really perfect, isn't it? Matoma and Ansu Fati on, on, on the flanks. Genuinely thinking about getting a Brighton season ticket. <laughs> Dude. If we we'll be Just lucky to get one at this point. Lucky at this point. Listen, who do we know? Who do we know? At, who do we know at American <laughs> Express? <laughs> no, I would say with um, Ansu Fati to Brighton, I love this because it takes. There's an element of pressure off. Mm. It's not like if he'd gone to Arsenal, United, you know, City, or these places where you're just right in the front line and the cameras are right up the nose. You're going into a squad where someone understands your game. And a team on the rise, I mean, Brighton, the thing with Brighton, the challenge they're going to have, of course, is they're going to become this South Coast powerhouse and then they'll become hated <laughs> but they're, because, because of their brilliance, right? And the quality of their football. But Brighton for now are enjoying the kind of like, you know, Premier League's darling status. That will probably change in about five years. But for now, it's a gorgeous place to go. And the expectation isn't brutal. All people, the expectation really is just that you'll play great football. And, you know, Ansu Fati has had, he's had injury history. But the style that Brighton play with, so technical, that actually extreme speed, like hamstring bursting speed, isn't necessarily what Brighton are about. It's about ball circulation and game intelligence. And Ansu Fati has that in spades. So in terms of the system, I can't think of a better place for him at this point. Like this is the funny thing, even if there was room for him in a different squad, I still think Brighton's the best bit at this point for him. Mm. Really exciting. I'm really hyped about it and I think for him getting out of Barca for a year hopefully maintaining fitness playing under De Zerbi, playing in a league that he's going to be tested every week mm, yeah not that not that he wasn't in La Liga but I think there's a different kind of um we we know we know what the pluses are from the Premier League mm. and I feel that he is someone who seems like I remember when he took the number 10 shirt and we were saying that <laughs> imagine that it kind of just flew through the dressing room and went on his. Yes. There were few people in that squad who could have taken the number 10 shirt with such little Ferrari. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Than Ansu Fati. That young core that came through and that kind of like trio of Ansu Fati, Pedri, Gavi. Mm. We were looking at them being like... And he was the first of them, actually. He was the first. And, and we, we talked about this so many times, about the trust that Messi had in him from the jump. Mm. He gave him the ball all the time. And he looked for him all the time mm. when, when he burst through. That injury that he's had at such a young age is so critical. Mm. And especially the way that he was... I think that injury was handled. Yes. From the club. Yes. A lot of reports coming out that they basically... his. Uh, recovery let's say was not handled in the best way yeah he's still so young and he still has so much potential I just really really hope whenever I see things like that I always just think of like Jack Wilshire yes because yes and I know that there are numerous players who came through but Jack Jack Wilshire and Ansu Fati they have that like you know you see them play at 17 and you're like how do you have the brain of a 32 year old footballer right you know, and it's something out of their control and so cruel that knocks on the rest of their career. You know, like I'm not, I was going going on my Arsenal hat, but obviously Abu Dhabi are really famous oh, one as well. Oh, dude, it's almost too painful to, you know, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the ceiling is nowhere in sight. Different kinds of players, but like you just But in terms see of the, the ceiling being nowhere yeah, in sight, yeah, yeah, yeah and quality. You feel, you feel like you get robbed of that as a football fan and obviously they get robbed of that as a top level footballer. Yeah. I think we're still miles away from making that final decision on Ansu Fati. I'm just really excited to see him get out of the Barca noise for a bit because they're, they're already, they're pulling more lev levers. Mm. They're trying to sign Jao Felix and uh, Jao Cancelo on loan and they're going to pull more levers to do it because I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times with Barcelona mm. where they had a, they had a real chance to kind of go to like almost do a, 2011 2.0 and they have Lamin Yamal as well this is the thing why are, they, exactly. why, are they, why are they doing that with that incredible lots of young players coming through and a young core Lamin was incredible Lamin was incredible against Villarreal why are they yeah. doing it 
I don't get it. If you think about all of the chaos that's going on there, I think for Franz Fati, just a year away. I think just, it's great. It's just, well, there was the other thing. There was talk about Spurs being interested in him as well. Yeah, which, which, which I would is have, extremely I think it would have been great as well. And just Spurs, it's extremely encouraging because so good. Here's here's the thing as well. As a long term destination for Ansu Fati, I'd love that. Actually, I'll just say that. Mm. Like, if, if 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 it doesn't work out at Barcelona, I think of all the places he could end up, someone mm. that absolutely could bring out the best of everything that he is. Because the thing that helps him is that he's so intelligent as a footballer. So for him, speed actually, even with injury, speed won't be the thing that determines his 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 possession of speed or lack of it won't be the thing that determines whether he becomes a truly elite playmaker over time or forward no. over time. Uh, I love that. Speaking of Brighton, Pascal Gross has got his first call up for Germany. Oh, wow. Love that. For love him. that. Massively so deserved, well so deserved. deserved. So deserved. Many congratulations. Before we go, yeah, uh, just a quick, uh, we want to talk about Leo Messi very quickly because yes. um, something strange happened last night, Musa. What was that? Oh, yes. He didn't score assist. <laughs> for his first time in Inter Miami shirt. <laughs> in a rematch of the uh, League's Cup final, Nashville held Inter Miami to a nil-nil draw. What happened? Did they sign Camavinga? He's <laughs> the only solution I've seen to Messi in the last 15 years. It's Camavinga <laughs> playing at left back. <laughs> Messi's impact on MLS mm. is wild. To the point where, for example, they're talking about even changing the structure next season so that they break during the international breaks, which they don't currently do because oh, wow. they're losing players for a few games in, in the season mm. because they're away on international duty. Tata Martino was, was asked the other day and he kind of, I think he, he suggested that they're, they're, they're having chats behind the scenes about it, about mm. whether to implement it for next season. He's only played 11, no, 12 games, right? <laughs> I think. And he's already changing the structure of the league. Um, we've seen the goals. Yes. And we, you talked about it on Ian, uh, on Wright's house the other day, which I thought was great. And you were, ta- and, and you were talking about like the joy of it. Mm. From a footballing sense, a player at this stage of their career mm. usually makes a move that it's not sad to see because it sounds really patronising, but you, you're like, oh man, do you remember when they were they're almost putting them. There are, there are players who won't name them. They've kind of put themselves out to pasture with certain moves. Yeah, they've gone to the big football pitch upstate. <laughs> yeah, kind of yes. But with Messi, he doesn't look any. Uh, I think Carl said it on Right's House. Like he could have gone anywhere else in Europe. Actually, he could have gone back to Barcelona if mm. he'd wanted to. I think he's his level. He's just like he's just won the fucking World Cup. Yes, he can play anywhere he wants. But the thing I love about this is that we're talking about transfers that people just want to be pleased to see you when you rock up. Yeah. That usually is is limited to the team that you are signing for. I can't think of a transfer, especially in the modern era, where literally everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what team they support, no matter what position they are, no matter if they're playing against you, yeah. no matter if they even don't give a fuck about football, <laughs> everyone is so delighted to see you. That is so correct. You're right. It's you're, wild. You look at the crowd, like you've got like, someone said like you've got opponents you got opposing fans booing Messi and then like filming him. They take, I think Matteo Pedetti said it, filming him at corners obsessed. Like it's that whole yeah. thing. Like everyone, look got LeBron James turning up for bear hug. You've got like, I mean, DJ Khaled is there. Of course he's in there because it's DJ Khaled. But like everyone just. Did you, sorry on that. Yeah. You see he dropped a load of golf merch. Messi dropped, well, who did? DJ no, Khaled. Khaled. No, you're joking. <laughs> no. God. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. But before I forget, um, the one thing I'm missing from Messi in the MLS so far, and this is not a criticism because it's going to happen and someone's going to catch it. Who is going to be Messi's Estonia? So last year, like Messi, <laughs> <laughs> Messi scored all five goals when Archie beat Estonia 5-0, right? Messi is going to go super cyan goal scorer against one MLS team. Someone's going to catch it. Someone is Estonia. You know I think it is. <laughs> I know who it is. Oh, no. And it's going to piss, I think it's going to piss off some of the ringer contingent. Wow, you think it's going to... Well, no. I think it's LAFC. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it might be LAFC this weekend. It could be, man. It just feels like, I don't know, all of the ingredients are there. Someone is going to I be... Think, I think we're going to wake it'll up. Be yeah. like, it'll be like, Messi scores four and assists three yeah. in, in into Miami's <laughs> 8-1 win. And do you know what? LAFC would have taken the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Can I... 
We're going to wake up one day and we're going to get people tagging us going, Messi's Estonia. They were Messi's Estonia. What did, if that happens, people are going to be like, what have you done? <laughs> uh, uh, just, sorry, LAFC fans. This is no disrespect yeah, to anyone. It's just that kind of like showbiz, big time game. I don't think, you know, he, he kind of went and he cooked New York Red Bulls. Yeah. It was easy for him, really. Can I just say this as well? Like while we're apologising, I want to apologise for the centre-backs out there, but that's going to happen to you at some point. Because, and I want you to know this, it's, when it happens to you, it's, it's not personal. Because someone said, oh, someone wrote an article and was desperate. How do we stop Messi? And I'm like, <laughs> welcome to our world. <laughs> I've said this before, and i said this before many podcasts, but whenever a defender gets absolutely cooked by Messi, they get, they get home the and they get into a WhatsApp group. group. Yeah. Herslifville yeah. <laughs> 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 Gomad. <laughs> First time? Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that I love about this Messi run at the moment, well, which has now ended, mm. is that he's not just stood in the six-yard box waiting for the ball to him and banging it in. No. Right? He's almost recreating iconic goals, this, iconic yes, Messi yes, goals. Yes, yes, right? his catalogue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the goal against Dallas was like the last-minute winner in the Classico where he runs onto it on the edge of the box. Amazing. Yes. Mind-blowing. Bends the it in the corner. Where- yes. <laughs> and everybody's the free kick, for example, in his first game. But the one the one from distance where he catches the keeper like with the bad footwork. I can't remember who it was, but someone got scythed down in the middle of midfield for Inter. Wow. Into Miami and was rolling around like it was a really, really bad tackle. And mm. do you know what? I think Messi takes two touches. Mm. Right. And then sees it. And it's almost like, what did you do to my boy? <laughs> and he's just like, he doesn't even bother dribbling. It's the box. He's just like, you just you do that to my boy, I do this to you. Lashes Bang, it. bottom corner. And the keeper's just like, I think you said, so, didn't you write something saying he trolled him from 35 yeah, yards? Yeah, because it was the footwork. He saw, his, he saw his feet were like on, off balance because he was, he was like slightly to the, um, the left of centre of his goal and his feet were also the other way. So Messi was like, if I drive it across him on the angle, it's going to keep moving away from him. It's just spectacular. Yeah, trolling. Do you know what the weird thing about that? It was like, uh, it was like those... You know when you see substitutes warming up at half time mm. and they're just doing those drill passes to each other? Yes. It was like one of those, yeah, but yeah. it was a shot on goal and it went in the goal. <laughs> 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 see, yeah, like Messi's... And, and, yeah, sorry, yeah. And the, thing, the thing I love as well is that it seems to be like no one can really believe that they're playing with him. No. But you've got Jordi Alba and Busquets there who are just like, yeah, he does that. Yes. <laughs> and Jordi Alba is having the time of his life. He's the guitar tech. Yes, he's... <laughs> He's like, I'm going wherever you're going. Honestly, listen, keep touring. Keep touring, dude. I'm, I'm all right. Like, everyone always needs a left back. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, he's, he's actually like, you know, like, um, you know, in Radiohead, you got Colin Greenwood there. And it's like, no matter how wild it is, I'm going with it. You know, can you imagine Colin Greenwood being like, really, we're going to do that? What, no drums on that record? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going for it, boss. Let's do it. You're the Alba just stood next to the drums out of the way. You guys do your thing. Oh, um, good times. It's just fun. It's just fun to see, yeah. you know, and I know it's MLS and a lot of people will be like, ooh, whatever, whatever. But actually, no, it's like, it's fun to see, uh, it's fun to see a player go to MLS mm. and it kind of light the league up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense, because obviously we've seen players do that before and players have had really, really good MLS seasons, you know. Usually it's players that maybe couldn't maintain it at the absolute elite level in Europe then make that move and they do really well there. Yeah, Insigne, Didier Drogba, Thierry Henry. What Messi's doing, because the way Messi plays sort of an orchestrator, mm. because he plays as an orchestrator and he brings other players in. Yeah. And then not because, don't yeah, me, yeah, I, yeah. I loved what Drogba did at Montreal Impact. Because of the way Messi plays, just in terms of that slightly deeper role, you're seeing him bring things out of players that people didn't realise was there. That thing about being an on-field coach, like watching, actually, good example, Nikola Jokic, right, at the Denver Nuggets. Players would talk about, because he's so inventive with his passing, it makes us inventive and we try things. And also we're moving differently because he's such a brilliant passer, our runs become better. So Messi, like him playing, is actually improving the tactical intelligence of people around him. Or it's raising it or refining it, if that makes sense. Mm. And that's what's so exciting. He's almost, um, he's reconfiguring the game in a way that we hoped some of the other superstars would do. And yeah. this feels like a throwback. You look at the New York Cosmos back in the 70s and Pele arriving and all the rest of it. This is like the modern incarnation of that. It has the off-field and the yeah. on-field. Yeah. I think in terms of like superstar power arrival, yeah, for sure. But I feel like the league is... The football too. Is, the, 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 this is, these are, this is a legit league with, uh, you know, 
legit players. Yes. And it's it's of a far higher quality than it was back then. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yet still you're seeing like how he <laughs> how he's tearing up. I mean, he is like one of the best players in the world. Yeah, like what yeah. did Carl say, top five still? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can argue with that, yeah. actually. Um, all right, man. So I reckon we get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. You're going to be on Marietta's House on Friday mm. with Gabriel Clark and another special guest and Ian. Mm. And you'll do the Champions League draw mm. stuff and talk about Hatton. Yes. The new documentary coming out. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk about Stadio Derby, some of the fixtures, maybe have a look at Romelu Lukaku's debut. And um, don't forget to check the Stadio Archers plays on Spotify. Speaking of which, we're playing out on an absolute classic replay version by Prince Jasbo out on the great 333 label. Musa anything to add? Nothing further. Lovely. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. Much love. We'll be back with you on Monday. See you then. episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.